long ago in a distant land. She created life, and now we can. Crazy talking, and my beautiful co-host. <laughs> I don't know why this just feels so weird to just say my name, but it's another goddess here, and we are having a weird day. I'm not gonna say we. I'm having a weird day or a weird morning because I don't know. Like I feel like you ever had those moments where things just seem to just overlay or overlap one another especially your days they just seem like they're just a dragging on yeah and i really feel like it's because it is fog because this fog has been hella like draggy and laggy and stuff has been super fucking blurry and i don't know i'm just kind of like floating in the midst of things but it's your favorite goddess anna and let's get it <laughs> okay, that's it's good to know. And by the way, we talked about the fog the other day where I told you nature is hiding a lot of things, keeping her secrets to herself. And plotting to fucking destroy us because we are destroying her. And she's <laughs> tired of this shit. I literally seen like and it was some thunder. I don't know if you seen that lightning just came out of nowhere. Like I was riding on a road and like all I seen was like blue lights real quick just flashing and then it went away and I was just so convinced that some hands were just going to come down and swoop us all up and smash and crash us and we were going to die. And I was like, oh, I'm not home yet. Just wait till I get home. You can kill me when I'm with Cleo. Eh? And I'll be okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no, I just don't want to die alone. Okay, speaking of like, let's move on to enlighten them concerning what we're going to be covering in today's episode. I look forward to this. Finally, we are doing non-monogamy polydynamics or styles. Um, we're gonna have a clouds of the day, and then we're gonna discuss the her story of the week. That's I look forward to that. And then we're gonna break down our insights concerning everything that we talk about. Are you ready to get into this? This is gonna be an emotional, very strategic conversation between the both of us because it's it's we don't want to air dirty laundry, but we want to be as openly communicative as possible. You know, telling you exactly Bruh. what we're going through. There's a lot that we've gone through. It is a lot. So, non-monogamy polydynamics. How have we done it? How have we kept it looking this good? But I thought we was going to go into the her story and stuff first. That comes last. You want to talk about uh, the dynamics? Yeah, because that's, that's shorter. That's okay. much shorter. Um, so, clout of the day. Well, my clout of the day. I discovered the WNBA has now um, established a collect uh, an agreement with the collective bargaining um well, agreement agency for a 53% increase in total cash compensation. Finally, the women are gonna get not 53%. Necessarily so, how much equal, is that? Like, so let's say it was $117,000 payments before, and now they'd be getting $215,000. You know, it's still six for a income. season, yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, we used so to get they, way less than the men did, okay, but doing this, the same, but effort. you understand how. 
some fucking men get paid way more than fucking that. They get bil- millions of fucking yes, dollars. Yes, I, I recognize so that. So all women get the same pay? No. They got any star players or something like that? that we have more? star players. Even in, in, in soccer, like Alex Morgan, these females work twice as hard as this men have to work. And apparently the, the women's channel doesn't get as much views as the men's channel. Oh, it don't because... Sports are male dominated. Yeah, I don't ever feel they, like they we started. Ever... They started out keeping women out of sports. So now right. that women are into sports, it seems like not enough of us are willing to watch it. You know. But you gotta understand, sports are male dominated. True. Men created sports, so they're gonna want to watch men do sports. True. And it's still a bias that's gonna be towards women in sports. Period. It's only gonna be a a, a handful of women that people actually want to watch that's on top, like Serena Williams. Oh, true. And she, you know how much money she makes. She busted her ass to establish that too, like because her sister don't even get that much clout. That's true. That's true. I almost, no, nobody I hear about that she Venus. Has a sister sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> so like it's it's. Fuck. I, I'm glad that they got a pay increase, but in this reality that we live in, it's never going to be equal. It's not enough because that's that's, just the truth. that's it's a male dominated society i reckon period male dominated in so many aspects not just sports but that's that's one that really hurt me because i i know the effort it takes i played Mm -hmm. rugby i played football i played soccer i played basketball Mm -hmm. i know they don't even have the seasons play around the same time they try to have it play differently because the viewings exactly are just like horrible very and if if they played that around the same time that men play it would be even worse the thing is, I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand the this, this segregation and separation still within sports. Because let me, let me be frank. I understand the difference between the physiology or the anatomy of a man and a woman, mm-hmm. and how. But I still recognize that women work so bloody hard. You, we have periods every definitely, month, and, and we, we work still, through it. Exactly, we show Kids, up. We're out we there and we're it. ready. You know, doing the but best that, we can. That doesn't matter. To whatever me. little we're giving. Obviously, that does not matter to them. But it's only going to continue to not matter if no one wants to talk about this. True. All right, your cloud of the day. Let's move forward. <laughs> um, I thought my cloud of the day was Kanye falling off this damn horse. But <laughs> I just confirmed that, well, I don't know. It could just be fake news like most shit is. This is a cloud of the day, right? You know? So um, I was looking some stuff up and Kim was like, she's claiming that he didn't fall off no goddamn horse. But it was a video going around that he fell off a horse. Me and a coworker was talking about that yesterday and I was dying. And then that put us in a tangent on fucking the Kardashians. I'm not gonna lie. They are my guilty pleasure. I'm irritated with that. Like I get irritated in myself that they are my guilty pleasure. It's because they're so f- they they know they're entertaining, and they're just every fucking where, <laughs> literally every fucking where and every fucking where. Like, and it's it's my guilty pleasure. So sometimes I do watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Don't judge me, or judge me. I don't give a fuck. Oh, please <laughs> don't give a fuck. You and a half the million couple. Of I know that's why they have handsome. money. You know, handsome. So, um, clearly, Kanye horsing around in church, where he dismounted a horse, uh, was he a horse or, <laughs> what did he dismount? It was a horse. It was a horse? Yeah. So, he involuntarily dismounted a horse, apparently, but that might or might not have happened. So. That's funny. He, who has a horse in church? Kanye is a fool. Bro, that nigga is a real gentleman. Entertainer. That, that's what I can appreciate about any artist from the past <laughs> or now. It's like, just continue to keep it entertaining. Because there's so many distractions. Speaking of distractions, her story of the week. 
you want you want me to go with mine first? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My her story of the week is Emmy Rosen. Emanuela, I think. Emanuela Rosen. Yes, so let me tell you who this beautiful individual is. I discovered her recently. Her, well, as an actress, she is remarkable. As a person, I have no clue. I hope that, you know, her exterior reads as much to her interior. But, you know, you never know. But she plays Fiona Gallagher on Shameless. And this young woman is responsible for... I ain't for... even gonna lie. She kind of annoyed me a little bit through the show. She does? She annoys the shit out of me. Mostly because... <laughs> Of how how ain't shit she becomes when it comes to men, but that's a lot of women. Like men do ain't shit when it comes to women. It's like just a true, cycle. It's but like it's a like rotation. She knows, and then she still does it. Yeah, you know. And I'm like addiction. Come yeah. Oh no, like chill. You know this motherfucker ain't shit. And then she falls in love with these crazy ass people. I don't know if it was season you on now. Five. Did you go to this? Did you? Did she get married yet? No. Or was about to get married? No. Okay, well. Damn. Well, Fiona Gallagher (laughs) got damn taken care of five kids. Her addict mom, I think her mom is like a drug addict. And uh, her father father, is a deadbeat. You find that nigga under the bridge, on the floor outside, on the porch, or in the bathroom. Covered in his own vomit. And, And she just takes responsibility. Why? She is my her story of the week is because of the responsibility that she's willing to take and because of the love that embodies that responsibility. Like, these are my siblings. They came from my parents. However fucked up they are, they are still family. And that's, like, something I feel like in this reality, in this day and age, we're constantly forgetting. Like, so many families are not talking to each other right now. They're not in communication because of some petty shit. And we can actually distract ourselves enough to not ever communicate because the world is filled with distractions. But we need to be able to prioritize the people we love. Because they're not just resources, they are the everything. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us don't understand the extent or the importance of maintaining relationships and bonds with family or even close friends. Like somebody who actually who's who's been there and you've been there and you've accepted them for who they are. Yeah. And I feel like society places this emphasis on no negativity no none of this if they do that no matter who they is cut them the fuck off yeah which i understand to a degree yeah because like when it start to come to the point where you don't have any peace and you're constantly being depleted by these energies then by all means don't continue to accept that sometimes you have to distance yourself in order to come back closer together but you have certain situations where it's not that deep and you just like fuck it I'm not dealing with that. I don't have to deal with that. I'm not. I'm not dealing with that. I don't have to deal with that. Like, I'm so right. No, it is. It actually is your problem. And it's a part of you, and you basically you're running away from yourself, running away from self. It's true. And it's
I've been going through lately and I've been putting it to perspective is um, taking responsibility for how I feel and how I allow how I feel to dictate my relationships. And when I say that, I mean in the sense of, oh, I feel like I'm just so fucking depressed or overwhelmed or so busy, I can't reach out to my mom. Or I can't respond back to this text that my friend sent me telling me something that she you know just just reaching out like or just this this whole conversation that I had with somebody who I care about I didn't say nothing back because I'm too busy like that's always been it's always our excuse in in a society where time is not much of and you have to pay bills you have to do all this responsibility shit on a material level that you just don't have time to nourish and seed and plant and grow these relationships you have yeah those are, those are very spiritual the relationships are spiritual you are energy engaging with energy wearing the vessel of skin you know at the end of the day it's just very important to remember that like i'm not going to talk like we haven't had experiences where our careers our, our our dreams distract us from what we know to be important which is the people that we love mm-hmm. but do within these distractions because i know too many people that have gone ahead to struggle in their solitude in their by themselves or with the people that were there mm-hmm. and achieve the success that they've been looking for and then within that successful parameters they feel lonely and mm-hmm. sad and soggy mm-hmm. and expanded and suicidal you know yeah i never want to be that person I, i've been that person don't get me mm-hmm. wrong there's so many times where i have made achievements that i've, I've gotten mm-hmm. to that successful pivotal point in my in my career in my life in my existence and i still feel alone i still feel like i ask my really is the journey to here was the journey to here worth it you know like because yeah. I know what I went through to get to this point so I should be happier because I told myself while I was going through it that I would be happier but then when I got here it just felt like a stalemate you know it could feel like that and usually the only people that can help us through that is family not just family that that god gave us honestly because everybody on earth is familiar we are right. all the same thing six billion of you right hopping about this motherfucker right you know? but so, the family you created as well exactly the family you've created that's also a beautiful powerful joining like oh that's an interesting topic to talk about later because like i've had friendships with people who um hierarchy like it's a hierarchy <laughs> of of relationships you feel like oh because it's my my sister that and i'm your best friend and if we go through some shit and it's maybe a little big not too major but big enough to make you feel some type of way you just shut the fuck down and be like uh i'm not i'm not going through that but you will go through that shit with your sister and duke it out and be like oh that's my family mm-hmm. that's solid like that's gonna always be there but you have family outside of your family that's still family and i feel like it's not given the proper light or 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 just respect or um what is that i guess proper light it's not given the proper light that i feel like it desires it it desires deserves because like i mean i had a situation like that happen all the time with me and, and friendships people i really held a high standard for and i accepted them when I accept you, I accept you. Bullshit and all. Bullshit and all. Dirty draws and all. I don't care what the fuck you got going on or what you're doing. You're still a human. And I still love you. I accept you for who you are. And 
although I love my siblings, I love my family, y'all are too, y'all, I still love y'all all the same. Mm. It's just different levels. True. And different placements in my, in my aura of where I place you in my, my universe. Mm. But I still fucking love you. And I want to go through that shit like I go through with my family. And it's like, we don't, a lot of people don't put that much importance on family they created outside of their traditional family. And that kind of sucks. Well, you're right. But like you said, topic for another day, much like how I would I would relate I would uh, relate those scenarios to people being lost in the devices that we've created to substitute for interpersonal human relationships. Mm. And usually like in the day and age where niggas had to go outside to play, pardon my French, niggas is not French. But um <laughs> when <laughs> niggas used to cuss ain't, ain't at all. Why they say that? Excuse <laughs> my French. <laughs> like, when they say Whenever fuck, we cuss me or anything. Shit like that, yeah. It's French to be vulgar. I guess vulgar. that's another language. No, it's French to be vulgar. Like I that. thought Russians were more vulgar. You know what? Argument for another day. <laughs> now like I feel like the devices do distract us from the interpersonal relationships yeah, and keep us alone. And our separate. careers. Yeah. But like that plays our, a major our role. Include now, what do they include? Major devices. devices. So it's yeah. like you can get lost in that world of just trying to do what's right for you and your family. It's not like you're or what you to, think. It may not even more. necessarily be the best for your family because the, the best that they thinking is time True. spent. True. But it's just in our head, like no, we gotta get this money. We gotta get this paper. We gotta make sure this is good so we can actually chill in those moments. I feel like we're afraid to enjoy these moments because. We feel like we're wasting that time. We don't not deserve it money. yet. Right. You we need to work to for You say it sometimes too. When I'm like, baby, right. you want some ice cream? She's like, no, I have to earn my ice cream. I'm like, I'm screaming. <laughs> I really but. more so say that when it comes to like watching movies and stuff. Because like, I won't be in that moment. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I should be doing something more productive with my time. And I didn't earn the And you know you're never going to get that time that. back. So you're also mm-hmm. wise about that. Now to the topic of today. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Because you're so annoying. I'm corny, and, mm. and they love it, and I love it, so whatever. Sometimes. <laughs> you love it a lot. A lot. Don't go fronting for the clout. <laughs> okay. Okay, so on to non-monogamy, polydynamics, or poly styles. We are in a non-monogamous relationship, obviously, very polyamorous with our relations. Um, we're going to discuss... And I say polyamorous because um, a lot of times... I mean, it's misconstrued sometimes. Like, a lot of um, a lot of people think, and a lot of times it goes to, like, if you're in an open relationship or a non-monogamous relationship, that means you're able to just fuck, you know, people. Yeah. And y'all still are not intimate or not even because sex is intimate, but y'all not romantically involved like in depth mm-hmm. with other people. Y'all just you know have sex with other people, but no, no, we that's are not what, what that's not what this is, right? You we know? actually like love, expand, and grow other relationships Facts. outside of each other. Necessary because that wouldn't be we would we would be treating ourselves with neglect if we decided to neglect these other relationships that we then choose to engage in now i know time is short like when you do have a, pr- a primary partner you want to spend all your time with them but eventually ah, is- let's educate people though look on your phone mm-hmm. what is a primary partner primary the definition like we can give our definition but i like to give y'all some other facts first and then we'll put our two cents on that 
primary partner. When two or more people in an intimate relationship have made or are making plans for a significant commitment to merge the everyday infrastructure of their lives in a spouse-like fashion, this type of relationship has lots of external markers. Okay, and... I like that. I like that definition. Yeah, that, that that's, definition. That's just us right here. Yeah, you know? Because we merge. share... I mean, we live together. We share finances, yeah. bank accounts. Yeah. We share fucking life. Yeah. Like, I go through shit, she go through shit. We're right there in each other's faces going through that shit together. And we talk. We talk so much. We talk so much so that our friends sometimes could... Like, when we're having a really intimate com- and deep conversations, our friends would just sit and look at us and, like, by, and be like, Wow be awed by the fact that we can be so raw so open yeah. and so like shameless yeah. in our delivery and dispensation yeah. of what we feel about the situation yeah. because that is necessary if you're not communicating in a relationship the relationship does not even exist you right. are you are you are relating but there's no you're not on the boat there's no water but it's interesting because a lot of people Context. in monogamous relationships they don't want to know everything like that oh very much so they get, much it's, so. it's offensive <laughs> It's very offensive. So I had this conversation with one of my coworkers yesterday. If you love me, you would have lied to me type shit. Yeah. Or or you wouldn't feel these things because it's just me and you. Yeah, so why are you feeling these things? Like right. we have some type of control over right. you know, emotions. It's very possessive and very ownership like in the context. But I'm not trying to shit on anybody or anything. What works for you works for you. Facts. What works for us works for us. And we didn't always we're still learning some shit. Like, the beginning of our relationship? Let's get into that. Hold on. Before we get into the beginning of our relationship, you know the context where you just addressed as to monogamous relationship, how can they, mm-hmm. they can be very um, ownership prone and, and very possessive in that arena? You have to recognize that any type of relationship where we're going to include the government is going to be possessive. I get that, but it's still... It's levels to this shit. True. That their level of possessiveness is not with love. It's not with consideration. It's with greed. It's with selfishness. And it's with control. And desire. Driven by the desire that it's like... And it's not my desire. It's It's not your desire. It's their complete desire for control. That's all that is. I can understand how possessiveness can play to our favor when it comes to a poly or just a relationship that is not along the terms of monogamy it's but it has to be we have to take more responsibility for that because it's still you need to balance that shit out being too possessive is not good but being enough possessive enough where you it's more instinctual just like with jealousy i feel like jealousy possessiveness and ownership all kind of circles around one another yeah and it's always like an underlying thing that you can just derive from that it's rooted for something and a lot of times it's a protective field it's a protective cloak because i understand how you get whenever i interact with women and how i interact with men and a lot of times y'all i ain't shit but one day i will be so oh tell them all the shit tell them all the shit you've done all the shit I've done. Yeah. Okay. Saying shit, shitting everywhere. Yeah, because I mean, for one, you have to you have to know the history behind me. I've been raised by a woman who was married four times, in and out of lives with different men. I have two fathers. My sister's dad signed my birth certificate, and for up until what I was probably like eight or nine. I found out that he wasn't my real dad. 
but he's still my dad to me because he raised me he he took me in as his own and he still calls me his daughter like that would never change and it takes a real man to take in somebody else's child that didn't come out his semen so i give him hella respect for that but yeah my real dad which are both fucking scorpios that goes into you know you didn't even let me do my her story let me do briefly real quick my her story of the week is solana Rowe, aka SZA. that is my boo boo my wifey wifey number two whatever if y'all see on social media i'm always posting her saying wifey i will meet her one day she's a scorpio she's actually born the same day as my ex-husband it's something about these scorpios because i have so much scorpio on my chart my venus my uh, mercury my jupiter and my pluto is in scorpio like that's hella intense i have all this water energy mystical vibes i'm so mysterious but also soul snatching and just just intuitive and just inclined and transformational and i read her um i listen to her podcast not podcast whenever she's on an interview i listen to interviews she's on her music she actually helped me find my voice musically her and willow like they really helped me find my own individual unique voice because for the longest time i i kept trying to copy other people's voices and mimic those and make that mine but it wasn't and Ricky. like the tune of her is just so different. You don't. Nobody else sounds like SZA. Nobody else. Nobody else. SZA inspires her and gives her multiple hard-ons. Yes, very. Like I can't wait to just, just lay on her chest and just tell her how magnificent she is and just reflect on her and me at the same time back and forth because she's just she's just fucking bomb and she resonates with a lot of beliefs i have but moving forward i said that because i was seeing um scorpios running my family a lot like both of my dads were scorpios my grandma was a scorpio my grandfather was a scorpio i attract scorpion energy so much and i just found out my mom's moon is in scorpio like that explains a lot like how she is the way she is and why she comes at me with her emotions she comes at me in a, such a Scorpio way. Like, that shit is so intense. And breaking it down is just, is making so much more sense um, moving forward. Every but, layman, um, every layman listening to this thinks you're completely talking about solar system. But I, for the intellectual people, the people that understand astrology, like, I'm layman. I, I still don't know majority. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm big into astrology. I love it. Like, I fucking love it. And it's, it's, it's much deeper than the surface level. Like, you literally have all the signs within you. It's just how did it align in your chart and what placements and even the degree to the placement. You have different planets in your solar system. I mean, we're galaxies. So you operate on all these different planets, how the moon and the sun aligns and and, and opposes and, and, and just changes and alters in this reality. So, um... I love astrology. Like, that's my shit. And what was my fucking point? We are all galactical beings. <laughs> no, for real. Um, if you don't know about astrology and you're oh interested, God, so make sure to educate yourself so you understand where you are at your life pace. And I'm now trying back to teach to, her too. Now back to this monogamous polygamous Oh, situation. that's my point. I was saying like, well, you have to know the background on me and like how I work with men. I was raised by a um, single mom. But she was in and out of single, single because she was married like four sometimes. Yeah. I had a blended family a couple of times. Um, and her dealings with men 
has shaped my dealings with men like dramatically I lost my virginity at 15 and when I did that I was hooked I was fucking in love with having sex but I still wasn't comfortable with myself um, it's funny because I would have to have sex with blankets over my whole body I had to make sure that the lights were off you cannot see me naked but you can stick your your unmentionables inside of me that was fine but you just couldn't see me while you was doing it i did not like to look people in their eyes but anyway that's a whole nother story too okay so but look, look look let me finish let me finish sure thing so um my relationship with men has been strange since the beginning i didn't know my real father and once i found out that i had a real father i um well, blood father, because he still was my real father. But even that father, I didn't really have a strong, like, spiritual and commutative relationship. He just was like, okay, I just want you to be happy with material things, basically. Mostly food. My daddy fed my fat person. The fat person inside me, he fed the shit out of her. And my mom used to get mad at that. But um, my real You need dad, to have seen her face, y'all, bro. Shut up. She was holding soda with Gamara, left and right cheek. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I was a chubby chaser. Whatever. But I really thought my dad didn't want to be in my life. I had these daddy issues. I listened to all the shit my mama said. She used to tell me how he just wasn't shit. He didn't really want to be in my life. All this other stuff, you know, bruised, battered, hurt. And um, I took that in as how I should view him. And it wasn't until I got older before he passed away that I started to see him for who he was. And I'm like, damn, my dad was actually pretty dope. He wasn't as bad as all this shit was he tried are you blaming your experience with your parents or not blaming but saying that it it, it, uh, it played a part in- it played a major role because i'm very we're all influenced we're very. influenced by anything and any energy that's so. around and even not around because my dad wasn't around but he still influenced me Gosh. like whatever you pay attention to and you 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 take in that influences you so that idea and at that time and my generation we are sponges so i get that you could absorb even in school everywhere i went anybody i was around family friends or not it revolved around men men revolved my solar system like dramatically okay i can relate to that to a degree like i grew up in west africa port harcourt well we moved from lagos to port harcourt and then back to well we moved a a good number of times because we had houses back and forth Mm -hmm. but um in Port Hackett, no, no, not even it's in Port Hackett. In, I know in Nigeria. In Nigeria, well, honestly, genuinely, in Africa, masculine energy or men, whatever you want to call them, are at liberty to do whatever the fuck they want with little to no repercussions. Being that their authority over women they sit and expect you to have their meals ready to have them cleaned mm-hmm. up and in the way they communicate with you is without respect or regard yeah. for your standing or personality because realistically speaking mm-hmm. in society it's underneath wherever your house cat is like women yeah right after house cat or house pet or house dog because mm-hmm. no no it, it, it really is disrespectful how we're treated considered and it all boils down to the fact that once you you um once you once you use any type of energy as a sex symbol to a certain degree mm-hmm. you you lose respect 
for their essential contributions regarding anything outside of sexual satisfaction. And and to be honest, whatever you put your dick into, like really in a genuine stalemate level, mm-hmm. you don't respect that because you don't respect your penis or your genitalia. And that's the case with majority of the African population. And it, it was very sickening to see that displayed continuously everywhere in schools, when we're doing projects, who, who would get picked for what. It's, it's almost not based on intelligence, but based on the presence and what presence is more um, effective in communicating power or, or order than masculine energy, which in honesty, the feminine energy is more present, more ready and more centered in, in terms of emotional collectiveness and, and, and physical readiness and just the consideration of everybody that, that every party that plays into whatever scenario mm-hmm. it could be, the feminine energy considers everyone. But Whereas, I feel like it's like that because the masculine energy by nature is more ego just yeah it's more ego prone like that's more of like i guess the logic brain or the logic mind while the it's very single-minded because it's more it. taking care of intuition is more nurture it's more creative exactly that's what i'm trying to put to you because I, I know that's what my saying. brother i saw yeah. this with my cousins i saw this with just friends the mothers take care of them to the degree of they, they take care of what they wear, what they eat. Right. They have very little to worry about. And within the little they worry about, they will well, not consider yeah. other people to and be taken care of And it's also because we well. carry them. Like, but don't we get me wrong. There's some beautiful men out months. there that, yeah, that take care of their family. And, and whenever their mother or their dad's gone, take care of... Like, there's some Fiona Gallagher's out there in Nigeria, in Africa, even here that in America, men. that are men. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. I'm not going to take that away from them. But I'm also going to shed light on the very important scenarios. Right, because it's more so than not. Exactly. It's more so than not. And when that when there's not a bad balance within that um within that scale it's very upsetting it's upsetting it's off-putting it's disgusting and that's why one of the reasons why whenever i engage with any masculine energy i already establish my dominance regardless of whatever you think you are i i noticed that too like she is very strong and powerful and that's hella fucking shameless that's why i feel like she really loves shameless you've been I trying to get me to watch that show too for a while guess who got me to watch it matt dave no who uh Joe? I, I don't know if I should say her name, but you know the, it's the white friend, girl though. that don't like white people. Um, <laughs> it's a friend though, like yeah, hey, it's, a it's cool. But oh wow, so she watched it? Yeah, we were watching That's it. Crazy. We had a makeout session, and then we were watching it, and then I just oh couldn't. was that the time when you went late? Yeah, that was the okay. time I went late. Yeah, I was like, mm. she she could kiss her. She could use some work. I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, she could use some work, but she's patient and she follows and she can. How does her breath smell? Does it taste cigarettes? Good? Let's move on. Okay, okay. Anyway, let me let me um that was a point I wanted to make and I'm glad it's still stuck in my head. Um so it's a big idea around psychology, the nature versus nurture debate. It's by path law suggesting that human behavior is predetermined by DNA or genetics, or its environment, either prenatal or during a person's life. I feel like both go hand in hand and they both kind of play off of one another because regardless your dna and genetics are going to be in you when you're born you carry ancestral trauma and good and bad traits from your ancestors the people before you i carry stuff from my mom hold on let me let me finish this um thought and um also surroundings like we said most things are influ- influential and it depends on you entirely how you choose to eternalize that and bring it forward because cleo 
like since she was young she realized that she was into women like she's always known that she gravitated more towards women on a romantic level on a sexual level although she still engages with men too but me i suppressed that I took in what I seen around me more and I chose to manifest that in a sense because that's something that continually wrapped around my mind. And I feel like maybe if I was born in Nigeria or in Africa, it would have been totally different because that's two different sides of the spectrum. And she experienced things totally different than I experienced them. I internalized it differently than she internalized it. And it wasn't until I got older in high school where I was like, you know what, fuck this. I want to explore women. Like, I've always seen some and had thoughts here and there, but I never acted upon it because I thought it wasn't it wasn't my place, which is crazy because this is my space. So why wouldn't it be my place? Exactly. I was just accepting what society told me to do. And I was I'm I was so fucking influenced by my mother. My mother is like one of the most influential people in my life. She influenced she influenced me on a greater magnitude scale like a lot of things I love that she influenced me and other things I had to break away from and realize that that ain't me that's not my decision that was my mom's decision it wasn't until I got to college where I realized that I was separate from my mama for the longest time I thought me and her were not separate I thought we were a unit we worked together even when we didn't want to work together I felt like she was me you're an extension of her yes I, I still am yeah but I allowed her beliefs to dictate my own and And your actions yes and my actions damn sure my actions but but like moving forward i think you've grown from that perspective you've i definitely have but i'm still realizing now that i'm still influenced by her me and her was just having a conversation and i was a little upset with my mom because i was going deep within my subconscious mind and i was realizing some things that i suppressed that she played a part of and one of the major ones when I told you earlier about when I had got paddled at school. Yeah. Okay, I went to school in Macon, Georgia. I went to Central High School. And at that time, we had our, um, our principal named Flanagan. I think it's Fl- something. something white boy. A white, tall man who looks like he had his ancestors had slave owners. <laughs> like, his ancestors, ancestors had to have slave owners. And I'm not sure if she seen the man or gave a fuck who the man was or what he... I'm, no, my mama did see the man because we had teacher-parent conferences and she came up to my school before, so she knew who the principal was. I don't know if she knew that he was going to paddle me because we had women there too, but that was that didn't go through her mind. So basically, I got suspended for standing up for myself because this girl tried to bully me and I got tired of her talking shit. And I'm just like, bitch, what's up? Like, I'm tired of you talking shit. What we, what we finna do? Screw up. And it was a whole bunch of people in there. And they, they ain't like all that stuff. Well, you get suspended for the quickest and simplest thing. So I got suspended. I was supposed to be suspended, I think, for like three or five days. Holiday. <laughs> right. And my mama was not for that. Anytime suspension occurred, she did she did anything of her power to make us not want to be suspended again. I remember before, she would have us clean everything in the house if we ever got suspended or work out and exercise or just put us to work that was our work she we had fat no babies yo she had fat babies so she made them work out when they fucked up that was right but that but, but it worked it helped to a degree because when she was spanking us we didn't feel shit True. i started to look her in her eye like okay are we really still doing this <laughs> like this is not working i'm not finna cry in front of you and i felt more okay anyway any that's something else but um yeah so to i didn't even know i just know i got called to the office she didn't even let me know anything it was just imagine what the fuck 
imagine being called somewhere without any cons like you already knew you was finna get suspended yeah but just being called into the office you think you just finna talk to them about your mom or be on the phone with her yeah and all i know is she put me on the phone and then she said some i guess pertaining to the the spanking or whatever the paddling and then after the phone call we went into this room in the back and he told me to turn around and put my hands on the desk and he paddled me three fucking times and it hurt it hurt really bad but i still i wasn't gonna cry in front of this man i was not about to cry in front of him and i can see and feel the you felt belittled i felt extremely belittled i felt very vulnerable and weak and i felt taken advantage of i felt abused i felt used for his own sadistic freaking satisfaction. satisfaction i feel like he loved what he was doing you can see it and it made eyes. it worse yes. that he was white Ooh. like what the fuck <laughs> like that my my ancestors felt that shit Ooh. and it was rolling and turning in the fucking grave like i was pissed off but it's crazy because right after that i sucked that shit up and I repressed it. For my Nigerian folks listening to this fucking story, I went to that grew up in Bodhi. At school. least they black though. I, I know. And they were I'd rather beating, get my ass whooped by a black person anytime. I know. And they were beating you every day of your goddamn life. And you hear her complain about getting paddled three times. I, I know how you feel. We are two different sides of the spectrum. I know how you feel. <laughs> I do. But the point is, I recognize that you must have felt belittled and you saw his dissatisfaction in his eyes from having overpowered you in that, mm-hmm. in that having that position over I feel you. like I gave him my power. Exactly. And that was not right. And, and you, it made you resent your mom a little bit. I did. But I didn't talk to her about that. When I got home, that discussion never came up. Aw, you were just like, yeah, bullshit. It, it happened. Bottle up. That's it. You know? But yeah, honestly speaking, I feel like your mom did play a part as much as my mom played a part in my life, but they didn't suggest to us to be polyamorous, did they? Now, they didn't even understand it when we were trying to explain that to them. The you talking about in the beginning when we first got together? Yeah, the concept of Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My mama exists. thought that it was bullshit. And she said that she was ex- she was accepting because she, ex- in a way, my mama accepts, but she's still going to talk her shit. Like, like my mom always. My mom tells us yes. we're going to prison for fourteen years every Man, morning. You know, because in Nigeria you can't be gay publicly unless you got money. You know, basically. That's why y'all gonna pay me. Anyway, but um, yeah, they were not. Um, they was just like, okay, that's that millennium shit. You know, and Generation Z, you you're not a millennium, babe. They you didn't think Generation Z. They didn't, ooh, they didn't think we we're gonna last. <laughs> don't don't hurt me by talking about my age right now. Because you don't know the life without electronics. I've lived that life. True. And it's crazy because I feel like I'm in the middle, yeah. like because in the beginning, like all we had is house phones, and Ooh, I never had house phones. And everybody had to share that bitch. And it, it took a while for me to get a cell phone, but I was in whatever. And the first cell phone that my mama gave us, it was these fireflies. Oh my god! If y'all remember those fire fucking flies, you can only call five people, and they had what? to be programmed in your phone. The fuck? Yes. Okay, I got flip phones. My and first then, phone, so I'm my, young. <laughs> my mama eventually she was like, "Okay, yeah, this don't make no sense." She was trying to be like open, but also restricted in the same token. Ooh. So that was just crazy. So they just end up taking it back and give us flip so phones. What does our but, relationship entail when we're addressing any other person and explaining how our polyamory? Well, works? let's start from the beginning. Let's start when we first met. Like I already had in my mind before I met Cleo, I was solely I was solo poly, and that was working for me. I was happy. I didn't have to call nobody and ask them permission to do anything and before i met anna i was polyamorous in several other relationships but i had just gotten out of a monogamous relationship at the time i feel like you were more in an open relationship 
than poly. Yeah, it was were right, you yeah. ever? No, it wasn't. It wasn't established as poly, but we were open to like. Yeah, but did y'all establish partners. emotional bonds with other people outside of each other, or was it just sex? No, it was emotional bonds. I I yeah. made that to be the primary of the situation. Like with Rose, Rose had like my my ex, she Rosalita. No, no names. I don't know why I'm saying her name. Oh right, um, right. She had relationships with other people that weren't emotional at all. So she was always confused to where whenever uh. I have conversations at 2 a.m. and at night with somebody I had supposedly fucked two days ago and obviously she knows about it she knows about how it entailed I resonate with her on that because in the beginning I was jealous of you I was jealous that you can build these relationships relationships and be you and still be accepted yeah I feel like I had to put on this mask or face in order to get this out of them you texted one of my relationships and you said this is my wife we live together you need to stay you oh wow yes I had some toxic traits and behaviors because I was still trying to wrap my mind around not acting upon my jealousy and actually self-reflecting inward because with solo poly you ain't got to worry about that shit because it's just you I live with myself it was me and my sister um I let people come when I want to we fucked we talked we didn't whatever I wasn't attached I didn't care about that stuff like as long as we enjoyed the moment where we were then I was fine and you can go ahead and live your life and do what the fuck you wanted to do but having a lover that I'm actually in love with and we're sharing more of each other and seeing each other every day I got accustomed to her I got possessive of her and I was in this mind state of like I wanted to do me but I didn't want her to do her the the growth that you must have have endeared or like you've gone through to be at this point in time where you recognize mm, those actions to to have been because I remember with um I'm gonna call her um peaches i'm gonna call her peaches like i don't at that time and then like me and her were going through a lot of shit at these times when we first got together it was cool but no we skipping because in the beginning you gotta let me let them know how you felt about me having sex with this guy on the couch tell me why i wake up in the bedroom in our place in georgia and and i was on the couch you know, I didn't even realize that she'd had sex with her friend on the couch until she told me, like, hours later. And okay, she yeah. told me, like, it was okay. in passing. Like, I wasn't supposed to give a shit about that or consider I that. really, at that moment, I really thought you weren't, you weren't supposed to be hurt about that. That was what polyamorous meant to her. I had, to, I had, to, moment, I had to put my ooh. foot down at some point. Because then I took it to an Airbnb for us to get together, make videos, relax, little Afro-punk. Afro, yeah, Afro-punk. And this, this dude woke me up, I think, what time at night? 3 a.m. Yeah, because we had came she back. She was having sex with a dude right beside me on the same bed I was sleeping on. Bro, I was my... confused. I was like, wait, what? You... Okay, I, was, and... I didn't act confused, though. I acted right, like she, regular because... She navigated the hell out of that shit. Like, I commend Cleo for her her strength and endurance through pe- pressuring time or trying times because she is very impeccable with being resilient. Like, that is another trait of mine of hers that I admire and I want to be reflect more of and she's helping me in that because it's like most parts that I'm weak she's strong and a lot of parts where I'm strong she's a little weaker so we we counterbalance that that's called complementation bitches Uh, (laughs) but um in my defense with that situation I was in love with this man like it was so like destiny if you may because when we first got to get like because I was talking to him maybe like a couple of months before I met Cleo and we were supposed to meet up one time and I knew like I followed him like he's an artist or whatever I followed him and I was just planting that seed I was like he's going to message me and he's going to tell me what I feel like I need to hear in that moment 
and not even a week after I followed him and, and, and became friends, he sent me a message and saying how connected he felt to me without even knowing me, but feel like he knows me and such. And it was just touching all parts of my little Sagittarius, well, Sag soul and my freaking Venus and Scorpio. So like, sure, let's I connect just... vaginas while my wife is asleep on the, in the, in the space that she's provided for us oh to my, relax Okay, but fun. look, no, 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 no. This, I was just in such a high. Because I'm like, I have the woman of my dreams and I have the man of my dreams. And you thought I was going to wake up and want to have sex with y'all. Really at least did. me, but you did. You was kissing me. You was you spread my butt cheeks open, and you helped him penetrate me. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You wait. did now. They don't Leo. need to hear that. Th yes, they do. What? You censorship? Ain't no censorship, bitch. Okay, okay. Everything is frankly. Open I was I was also aroused, but because I have the ability to take a breath whenever I'm angry or whenever I'm startled, yeah. I took a breath and I realized as much as what the fuck is she doing? Why was I not consulted? I know. I'm also, I'm let I'm you also know a go with before. the flow type of yeah. Think about that next time. I'm also oh, a go, I, I have. I'm also a you go know with I have. the flow type of person. So in that moment, I felt my own arousal, but I wasn't aroused enough to want to engage. So I allowed you both to enjoy your experience because the fact that I'm salty about it doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy but it. But I still couldn't enjoy it because I can still, even though she allowed that to happen, I could still feel underneath that she wasn't fully comfortable with that. And I appreciate the fact that you could sense that because and it that's why consideration. It, was, it ended so quick. Did it, it started and then it ended. We didn't go at it that long. Yeah, but yeah, that that I didn't appreciate that at all. And the first few, and he he was even confused a bit. I was I told him that it was okay, and he was like, "You sure? Because it's the first time I've been in a situation like this." And I'm like, "This is my first time too." So <laughs> we're both right. And I was just like, "I wanted my cake and eat it too. I wanted to feel this person because ain't no telling when the next time I was gonna see him because he was always traveling. He's an artist. He been in and out of places and just all kinds of shit was going on." So I was like, oh my God, I have my woman. I have my man. I'm complete. But yeah, through the um, discomfort of somebody else. So that wasn't the best situation. But to you're going to encounter those scenarios once you choose to open yourself to an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship. You have to find a way within yourself to be able to navigate that does not upset the balance of the relationship you've chosen to engage in. Because everybody's style of poly and open is different as Fuck. And the more I dive into this community, the more I realize that, like, you have some couples who are borderline monogamous. Monogamy. That's mine. Monogamy. That's mine. That's mine. Monogamy. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> no, borderline. They're very owner ownership pro. Yes, and they like, only way we can enjoy you or engage with you is if we're all present. Yeah. I just had this couple to try to come to me recently, and they wanted to engage with me. But they said it's no one-on-ones. And they said it has to be a condom 24 all the time. No, what's it called? The sex. Basically, I felt like a pawn. I just felt like a piece. That's not the way it's that, supposed to be. And I don't like that feeling. That's like, if I'm going to date somebody, I want to be able to choose what I do and how I do it. And I, But I want it to be mutual. Like, I want both parties to feel respected, to feel special. That's one of the major things with me, too. Like, I don't like to feel like... I'm like this outsider with that. Like that's why I'm, I'm going back and forth with um, dating couples. But you do recognize that the idea of currency, someone's only gonna make enough money. Where did baby go? She's disappeared. The cat's run away and she's looking okay. for her. But the thing about relationships, currency plays a big part in our relationship. And the fact is, you can only make currency enough for you yourself and your probably limited extent, your in, in, internal family and your partner, right? That's yeah, so can you hold that thought? I yeah. just thought about something. I need to go back. 
Um, I was okay. Let me clarify. I'm not opposed to condoms at all. I'm not opposed to to safety and protection. I but am. I'm, <laughs> let me finish. Okay. Like, let me finish. I hate condoms. It's just I, I dislike them too. Like, I rather feel that person entirely. But I also I'm more so about the transparency and honesty and the trust of being with somebody that intimately that I know that you're being safe and precautious as well, but also sharing yourself with people who give a fuck about you. True. Deeply. Not just physical, but spiritually. I, when I say like, spiritually, you're, you're, you're mental. And when, like, I, when she says that, listen listen to the scenarios that could reflect spiritual and mental concern. Yes. I'm stranded somewhere. Can I give you a fucking call to come pick me up? I'm hungry as fuck. I don't have no food. My partner's in shit. Can I give you a call to come fix me some dinner? Are you endangered? Can I show up for you? It's not just one-sided. Can I support you exactly. in your creative endeavors? Can we do something together collectively and coexist? Can I express to you the deep parts of my ocean? The shit that I don't want to share with the entire world, but I feel safe enough in your space to be open and vulnerable and cry in your arms and tell you how I feel in this moment. Disclosure, man. Can I do that? And if I can't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't, I don't even platonically. I don't want it because I can. I've been very intimate. What? What's the stupid relations. shit with platonic? Are you a volcano? Where's been plat? What is platonic? I don't platonic is that. okay. Platonic is when you have a relationship with somebody that's not sexual. Mm-hmm. So it can be sexual in context, but y'all don't engage in sex. Okay, so we want to have sex. We've been leading on to us talking about sex. No, no, no. no. You don't want. You, you might not want to. The truth is, every human and every energy is a very sexual being. You. Must I get have that, that Cleo, but you have some people them. that you don't. You you. You don't have to have sex with them. Yeah, but see, the, the thing about... I it, have many people like that. And I have some people... And I feel like it depends on our relationship. Because I have some platonic relationships with people who I wish that I can be more with. But they don't want that. And I respect our relationship enough. And I value it and honor it enough to put those little temporary feelings to the side. And still be able to receive that intimacy that they're able to to give okay so it's reasonable to imagine if you have platonic relationships where you have some sexual thoughts considering those people but mm-hmm. they, you recognize that they don't they don't uh they don't appreciate those thoughts or they don't um they don't compensate those thoughts with thoughts of their own mm-hmm. you can you can accept and respect where you are in your relationship there are people that in the relationship with you have those feelings whether they do respect or don't respect it exists so we can suggest that within every platonic relationship across the globe mm-hmm. there's some body there's some person within that relationship one-sided or both-sided that wants to engage further sexually intimately with the other person that's always a possibility yeah so let's not let's not eradicate that that possibility possibility. let's not eradicate that i'm not eradicating it by suggesting that it's completely platonic but i don't mind giving it that title unless it changes then that person is not a platonic relationship no more it gets out of that category and goes more to a romantic bond i see the validity in that you see, you get me? I get you now. But see, this, within the polyamorous, monogamous... I still didn't finish that point, though, babe. Yeah? still didn't finish that point. Please, go Cause, on. Because um, about the protection and sex. Oh, Because yes. I get that. And there's something else that I want to share, and we go to another topic later down in the future. Y'all give us y'all feedback on that and so forth. But um, I am HSV positive. Two. Type two. I've had genital herpes for almost five years now. 
and I got it in my first marriage. Well, I was, I guess it came out in my first marriage because I feel like it was dormant in my system for maybe about a year or two. And that's another tricky thing about that. It's more of a skin thing. Like it's not even, you don't even, you cannot have sex with somebody and still get herpes. But that's for a whole nother situation. And that's why I was saying like, I'm for it, but I'm also against it. And, but I'm mostly, a, I'm mostly for protecting your energy. So and that doesn't necessarily have to involve condoms. That involves a deeper connection with somebody else where y'all can be honest with each other, transparent, and y'all can talk through and communicate effectively. Yeah, but you do know that some in this relationships in this century, most people lie. Like when they say, "I, care I know," about you, I but that's why that's why actions like up until actions exactly, and that's why I'm taking my time. That's why I'm celebrating right now. I'm taking my time to get to know somebody and see if they really want to get to know the soul behind this this body, this vessel, because this physical is so temporary. And I said protection. I'm not really for it because I love to feel people, but I'm also giving people the choice to use protection if they want to use it. But I'm not necessarily all on board for it. I love being able to feel and not feel like it's a barrier between me and my lover. But I also choice. I'm pro-choice. I had an abortion before. Hey, it's your body, your choice. Do what you want to do. Yeah, see the thing, I didn't start having sex till I recognized I was ready, which I think I was 18 at the time. That's funny. You, I love Cleo so much because (laughs) she is just like... She's so she's always been so in tune with herself and she's always been that type of person where if she doesn't feel it, she's not gonna fucking do it. Facts. I don't she care don't how give far a fuck. Don't care who you are, what you're doing with me, even with her mom, like I see her. Like you can't convince Cleo to do something she does not want to do. And I've been the opposite my whole life. But you have to I've been so convinced you and influenced. You know why I'm like that. Cause you're a strong, badass bitch. Not just bitch. I I grew up in a setting where people are constantly convincing people to do what they genuinely don't want to do. That's literally. And it's crazy, babe, because I've seen that too. But I'm still the person who was influenced. I didn't want to hurt nobody's feelings, and not put my feelings first. I I had many situations where I had sex with people I did not want to have sex with. Damn. Borderline, basically rape. I've been raped on a number of occasions. I feel like and I didn't even has, honestly. Yeah, truly, truly. Every, I feel like even some men have been raped. Man. Literally. I have a, I have a friend who has... People have like, a way of manipulating and make you feel less of whatever and make you want, feel like you have to do something. Exactly. And if there's... By the way, talking to the general public, if ever you're in a relationship or you're talking to a person who makes you feel like your personality is um is Invalid. below or it's below their station or is somewhere where they're doing you a favor by engaging with you, they may be a narcissist. So drop that motherfucker because they're gaslighting your ass. Run. I've been through that. My last Run. relationship with a man, he was a fucking narcissistic asshole. Gaslighter too. <laughs> That's what narcissistic people are. So Gaslighters. They have the the power how you recognize this how you recognize that the person is doing this to you is you observe how you are feeling when you're around them yes if you are not feeling at the peak of your personality with the person who you're trying to be intimate with you should not engage in intimacy because that robs you of your sexual spiritual energy no matter how far you get you are still able to say no and I don't. And the fact that I have to say no. this is very, very sad. But to and all I'm my, still working on it. I'm saying this proudly now. But that shit still. To all my Africans out there, I know there's thousands of churches, thousands of mosques everywhere in in Nigeria, in in West Africa, in East Africa, in South Africa. If a pastor tells you that he wants to help you become 
fruitful in life by penetrating you with his God-given penis and begging you change congregation. Still believe in God if you want to, but the situation is that you are not valued, you are not concerned for, and someone is trying to um, take advantage of your um, ignorance. So please, start to gain some rants instead of being ignorant. I don't even know how to put that. Right. But um, start to wisen up because your life is in your control, it's in your hands, and you have to make the choices that will lead you into the next step because it all adds up. It all counts. Tomorrow will not exist without yesterday. That's the truth of life. So make sure in every moment that you're taking charge, you're considering yourself, you're considering the people you love, you're considering the new people that you're meeting, but not at the risk of your own energy. You first pretty much is the point of this. Basically, and make sure that you think for yourself. You don't just accept. You don't have to accept shit that don't feel right to you. When something is said or done and it doesn't resonate with your spirit or soul, don't accept that. Don't even agree with that. Boom. Because your subconscious is picking that up and thinking, okay, this this suits your universe. You want to continue to manifest that, but that's not something you want. And that's why you got to deep down again within your deep... Dig deep within yourself and really see and and really see yourself. Dive deep, become a deep sea diver. Okay, <laughs> dive deep. You know, discover <laughs> yourself, and like you're gonna him. be naked through that. You're gonna be. And the thing about self discovery that people shy away from, I'll be very honest when I tell you this. I recognize that the 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 first time I smoked weed ever, I realized that I am Ooh, a person. Bro. I realized that I am a person That's of. I'm a person of direct contact. I'm a face-to-face type of person. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about face-to-face. This me, I face you else. I'm talking about Come face. FaceTime. Nah. <laughs> I'm talking about face me, I face you inside of yourself. You know, where you, you are faced with all the bad things that have happened to you in your life, the good things that have happened to you in your life, the bad things that you've done, the evil things that you've done, the things that, that make you feel less than yourself and the things that make you rise to the occasion. You have to face each and every one of those situations mm-hmm. with strength, with conviction, with, with kindness love. too. Exactly. Bro. With love and um, appreciation. You can face regardless. yourself with hate and that shit have a whole different outcome. Exactly. Bruh. Because you can make yourself into more of a monster than you believe yourself to be just by believing that you're such a monster. Do you get take where I'm coming in. from? Take a minute to really take... Say it again, man. You can believe yourself... You can make yourself into more of a monster because you believe yourself to be somewhat of a monster. And you're giving yourself room and leeway to open yourself to the thoughts and the actions that you've committed in the past that support that theory. Mm-hmm. And then as you move forward, you're Confirmation just going to... Confirmation bias. fact, you're just going to continue to be monstrous to yourself and to the people around you. Right. And that is only because of, obviously, people who have hurt you in the past. You've been a part, you've been a part of the hurting. But there are things that you've chosen not to face and just keep moving on. Mm-hmm. There is no way that you can move on so without addressing... I that, babe. Reflection. Because I have some moments of you when you like i'm not ready to view that i'm not ready to dive into that right now i got other shit on my plate but everybody like, has a right to say i'm not ready to but you have to set a timer i'm not right. ready to means you have a timer mm. in place to when you will be ready to you can't say i'm not and ready don't to allow that no to intention. continue to pile up uh-uh. you like have when to you know your plate is getting full that shit gonna pull spill the fuck over mm-hmm. and you're gonna be sitting there like what the fuck happened how did i get to this point 
You know exactly how you got there. Honestly. You know exactly. And you honestly know, but you're not going to want to know because then it will take another deep diving. And if you've let the mess get this high, you're not going to want to dive into that mess because it seems but look, overwhelming. But look, baby, before we get too off into, you know, our little passionate yes. rants, you know, let's, um, it's something I really wanted to talk about on the topic of boundaries, like past boundaries versus boundaries now, because before I feel like we did not set any boundaries yeah that's we did not we, say what we wanted what we desire all we said was we polyamorous yeah yeah that, that's it yeah we that, did not even have a discussion that set us up for failure but you gotta fail but to also win. progress you know that's exactly you gotta we've fail been to through win. so much and we've got to a much better space right now into that like to the point where we can understand and feel each other's vibe on what we feel like they don't want at this moment and what they're open to at this moment what they can handle in that time but before we had no boundaries but i know for now like my boundaries i have way more boundaries than cleo cleo is so fluid in her energy her being an aquarius um sun and an aquarius rising she can really go with the flow of so much shit she goes with the wave like whatever energy is she can navigate around but still be heard in her navigation i'm on Niger, we are like cockroach we can't survive anywhere you can put me inside the wall blow up the house throw the key Drown the ocean, I will still be there. <laughs> but she's still alone, baby, and she still needs some freaking nurturing and so much more. But anyway, yes, Cleo doesn't have that many boundaries. Um, honestly, I'm not even sure too deeply if she has any set boundaries because I'm the one who needs space. Like, I need a lot of fucking space and time to myself, and I'm learning that. The more I intermingle with her and other poly um, relationships, that I definitely need to be around people a lot too. Like a lot more than I thought I did. I just have to balance it out and I have to honor myself in those moments of when I need it. I've recognized from observing you, like honestly, I know you think I don't have space, but here's the difference between you and me. You do? You create that space within yourself. Exactly. I have so much space within myself because I always address my shit. Yeah. Now, even I always address my shit, I have enough space within myself that when I need space and I am engaging with people, I'm outside, I'm in public, we're having conversations, it's deep, I'm in tune with the conversation, but for some reason, a version of me, an energy within me, says to me or the voice i hear within myself says mm-hmm. cleo i need space from this engagement regardless of how in tune with the conversation i am i don't take permission to walk away that's the difference between me that's and it. you yeah. i just specify i got something to deal with it, and i move on it and depends it varies because when i'm out in public i'm easily letting you know like look i gotta go i need to be somewhere else because my anxiety fucking takes over and i'm like okay babe i have to go but that just remind me of that um when we had went to the event the um kinknick mm-hmm. by the way we have an, another event coming up i am basically a promoter marketing all that kind of stuff for this event it's called kinknick by the lovely madam carmen anybody who came out the was it last week damn that was last week it was yeah last weekend y'all came out it was lit you I got know my pussy ate. It was, you I got know how it was I don't even know who ate my pussy, bro. I, I don't even know what happened. What yes, you do. It was. I yes, remember. you do. Okay, yeah, you remember. Right. Don't be flexing. But um, come through. The next event is February first. Y'all can look at my. Y'all can go to my bio. I have tickets for sale in there. So y'all do that. If you wear all red, you can just pay five dollars. But um, it's a cel- it's also um a celebratory um event too because it'd be Madam Carmen's birthday. So y'all come through, show love, and um, if you're curious about BDSM and kink, this is the perfect place. And it's extremely pock. It's extremely black. 
like white people or any other race are definitely welcome to come but i'm just grateful because we have a community for black people to express and know and understand and be curious and dive into the bdsm realm and not just the surface level because consent is important don't do shit without consent mutual like don't come on now consent very, it was, the fact that we have to say that is very painful. <laughs> it is. Because motherfuckers still not doing consent. I'm upset. Like, we got, we have to do something differently this next time going in because some people were still not valuing or um, accepting consent, consent or practicing. You, consent puts you in a very vulnerable position to where you have to be ready to either receive a yes or a no. And regardless... People are upset with rejection. Yeah. They don't know how to face it. We need to face... Re- we need to have a build a better relationship with Can I ask you a question? General public, do you but want baby. to be able to reject somebody that you don't want to... You don't respect or you don't... Ad- you don't, don't even have to... You don't have to even reject somebody that you don't respect. No, no, no. You, you just simply... You don't respect that, their that. advances. You don't appreciate their advances. You want the right and, to be able to reject that, don't you? But it's not even a respect with that, babe. Yeah. It's just... Some people just don't have that chemistry. You just not attracted to this person. Doesn't mean you don't respect them. They might be a bomb ass friend to you. But what you yeah. respect them to a highest degree, but you just don't want to go further on this part You're or right. this spectrum. So You're that right. doesn't have nothing to do with respect. Grammatical error. What I mean is you don't appreciate their advances. If you don't appreciate their advances, you want or to don't be able... want it. Exactly. You want because you may even appreciate them asking. True. Consent is beautiful. That's and true. And then to have that. I, because sometimes this can be an ego thing. It can be a pride thing. Like, you didn't realize this person was into you in that way. And they asked you. Yeah, and you're like, you. oh, damn, I'm flattered by your um by your advance or your 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 feel towards me. But I'm just not, you know. I'm not there yet. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not there yet. You want and that sometimes right. you may not even be there yet. You may be there later. Exactly. You may be. But let's not get them false hope. Like, don't be too <laughs> on to it. Because if you know right now in that moment, like, okay, I'm not in it. Like, some people take that as like, oh, okay, let me try again tomorrow. Like, men be the the best at doing that shit. You would shut them down. Yo, and I, they, I'm like that, too, though. Like, with women, I've, you yeah, know you how many be. girls don't like me? Like, I know a lot of girls hate me right now. And I know Houston <laughs> is filled with women who are like, fuck that bitch. She Bruh. just keeps trying. I'm like, Bruh. well, yeah, you said tomorrow. Try again tomorrow. Uh, if you give me the opportunity to try again tomorrow, what am I going to do if tomorrow I'm still feeling blue? See, I'm not like that I'm a try at all. Like, when I get the vibe that you're not fucking with me to the same capacity that I want to fuck with you, I'm bagging the fuck back. Unless you're my wife or you're one of my main partners or, or, or a close-ass friend and confidant, then I have no shame. But I have hella shame if you're not that close to me and you're showing that you don't want to be that close to me. I'm a bag the fuck up. But you know I'm addicted to tease and edging. And you definitely... So- I'm addicted to tease... It's a le- it's levels to this shit. I'm a, like if you tease me or somebody that I already been sexual with teases me and it's a part of some play. Yeah. I love being teased. But teasing, I love teasing, new, teasing a new person is the most exciting. That is nice. Process. But I like to tease somebody with It's like making pizza. But I like to tease somebody and I know that we share mutual interests. So I know you're interested, but we're just taking our time. Yeah. I like that. Exactly. Because I know it's going to work up and build up to something. That's not true. something that I'm not sure of. I like to be sure of shit. And now, here's why sometimes well, I baby, can be aggressive, aggressive with my interests. Because some baby, women... Maybe we go into a whole nother topic. We still ain't get to the... We still had to finish talking about our um, boundaries. Oh, yes. Sorry. Because recently, um, if y'all want to hear more about that, let us know. We have a whole nother um, episode solely on that. But I think this one's going to be a part two. Because we have still so much to cover. And we're actually about to end this podcast in the next 
probably like five to ten minutes yeah because this is already an hour out but um i wanted to bring up boundaries because they're important and i know a lot of times i know at one point in time i felt bad and felt guilty with cleo because she um i feel like she took my boundaries too personal and i'm learning to to not feel bad when somebody is hurt with the boundaries that i set but still give them that love and reassurance that I feel like they need because I pay attention to them and I care how they feel. Facts. And I think I've taught you with my reaction to your boundaries that I still care about you and I still love you and I'm going to learn to respect your boundaries because that's a primary concern of yours, which is a primary concern of mine. And that goes to this jar that we just created again. Back in high school, we had the vagina jar. If you know, you know. But, um, yeah, we have a jar that we have to put money in whenever we cross or step over any one of our boundaries that jar is filled with my money that's pretty much what that jar is she actually way is for her credit, to take my money she's credited to the jar already so yeah so far it's been her it's been her but um yes yeah, so we got that for that and also when um what was the other one babe it was about not respecting boundaries oh and blaming i'm so big on not blaming somebody else for how you're feeling you have to take responsibility oh, yes. for how you feel you somebody may have influenced that yeah. but you have to go within and rigor and figure out why do you feel this strongly about somebody doing this or not doing that okay so you're, you're saying to them that if the situation is you're telling the person give an I, example I, I okay i did this because of the way you made me feel or you did the, what you did made me feel this way or made that me could, do this or made me do this made me yes. feel this way and then because i felt this way i did this at the end of the day you still have to recognize that that is valid from your perspective mm-hmm. this this action of theirs made you feel a certain type of way that influenced the way you would have reacted without their action in the first place and your partner or whoever you deal with that you care about still should support exactly you going within and would take responsibility for that because if they actually gave a fuck about you they would still understand that how they feel is valid exactly and that they played a part in the decision but the decision was made by you right you still have that choice exactly. again we talk about choice so, i am pro choice which means you have to take response like there was a scenario where my my wife made me super mad by engaging with this energy i specifically told her not to engage with mm-hmm. and then not telling me until a week after engaging with this energy i i in turn in my in my sort of way because every every ex i've ever been with treats me with respect treats me like the goddess i am because i will not settle for anything less that's the type of person i am mm-hmm. so it, it makes it easier for me to say hi you want to pick back up from where we left off so in that process i um i went back to an ex of mine and i we had sex and we talked we we went out we went back went out to shows like we usually did we went to see fight games and stuff and the thing was i i started to feel or give him the feeling like we could rekindle this and we could start from Mm -hmm. where we left off without my partner in the picture and and that wasn't the case that wasn't what i wanted right that was was just you acting off your emotions yeah because i was not taking responsibility for exactly and that almost put her in a worse off situation honestly because she really started to consider and think that maybe i should be with this person honestly i i really considered it to i considered it for two seconds and i was disgusted by the idea it wasn't even two seconds it was a little more than two seconds let's be real no no i really i just continued to say it to you because i wanted you to feel bad that's oh wow but i I didn't because i knew that's not what you wanted exactly because you i kept telling you i'm like come on now cleo that's even if you don't want to be with me no more, I don't want you to be with somebody you don't want to be with. Facts. And I would be with anybody I don't want to be with, but I can't. I can't engage in some dirty, 
you know, dirty, clean sexual in- interaction mm. with the person. My smells so good. Doesn't it? Always. But see, mm. the thing was, I blamed my actions on her actions, which usually is the case in reality of relationships today. But because of the way she disclosed how at the end of the day the actions were mine and she didn't give me the idea for the actions i completely came up with that myself as a sort of payback to so to speak but it was still my decision so i had to find a way to take responsibility for those actions and if there were repercussions that came out of those actions it would have been solely my responsibility as well not solely but you know i would have had to you know take responsibility and to close out i would like to make a um statement on um how Cleo is a very open person. We are both very open and she um she tends to be more accepting to the women that I engage with outside of her and less accepting of the men, but the reason why is in which I am really understanding now and not being so prideful because I used to I just hate when somebody tells me what to do. Like, don't tell me what to do. Let me experience this life and let me make my, my mistakes. Let me learn. Let me just do all this shit. But Cleo Hides holds me to a high fucking standard. And if I engage with somebody who she feels, because she sees beyond what I'm seeing, because I'm just caught up in that moment. And I'm just like, I'm biased. But she can see the bullshit a mile away. But I'm just... You're just... I'm just like so caught up in idea like let me let me make my fucking mistakes. So I end up fucking with some some male energies that didn't respect me to the degree that she felt like I'm deserving of. And um that I know. I know. I know, but it's okay cuz we almost done. Okay. So um that's most of the part where we fucked up at because she allows me to be free to do what I want to do even if I want to have sex with somebody else our main thing is communication communication and respect not only for each other but for ourselves and the people we engage with right because it's um especially sex like or energy that you've been around a lot that energy is carried from y'all into home so like it would be moments where Cleo didn't want to engage with sex with me because I engaged with somebody who didn't fucking value me and she can feel that fucking energy and essence on me and she wasn't fucking with it and vice versa so like it's 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 not about restricting it's not about not allowing you to do what you want to do it's about accountability yes and I feel like that's something I'm really learning accountability and not settling because of a temporary feeling that I had because I'm not gonna lie my whole life I felt like that I had to just bust it wide open early like real early not really get to know these person i had some relationships with men where it was not sex at all we was just friends and i admire those relationships and i want more like that and i want to be able to know somebody on the soul level and see if they want to know me on a soul level before i even engage in sex that's why i'm celebrating right now and it's it's i just me and cleo made it um deciding we decided that i can still consider myself celibate even if i just have sex with her and not have sex with nobody else because I trust her. I honor her. She honors and trusts me. And I still feel like I'm not engaging in like toxic sex. Now here's the thing. I just want to wait on with anybody else outside of that until I feel like I've healed enough and they show me that we can get to that next level. On the topic of ownership and all that good stuff. Oh, the one truth, more thing. The truth about also, what? 
I am currently talking to somebody else right now. It's a woman, and she is fucking beautiful as fuck. And she's also in a poly relationship. She has a girlfriend. I'm not gonna say any names. Maybe she'll come on podcast one of these days. Who knows? But um, I love the flow of where it's going. It's very intimate and non-sexual. And respectful. And very respectful. And heard. And valid. And we have a lot in common. I didn't even realize until, you know, we started to really kick it but go ahead now on the topic of like this ownership and and being able to control what the other person does sure i i know monogamous people who are listening to this must be thinking to them how the fuck are you doing this how the fuck are you letting your partner fuck any other person how the fuck are you letting your partner go out and how are you okay with this shit how can you be okay with this how is this love well here is this in in the aspect of communication communication exists because you recognize that accountability when you're single is different from accountability when you have a primary accountability when you have a primary means you disclose information as they become known to you you figure out that you're talking to this person you're about to go in for a kiss you're you want to kiss this person you have a phone you can text your partner something's happening right now with the person that i told you i was going to be there with because you already have an open um, an open line for communication that's been ongoing and will continue to be ongoing because you respect each other but also that varies person to person true like all dynamics are different because and then also with us like that's not always the exact case because sometimes you want to just be submerged completely in that moment, in moment yes. and i ignore my fucking phone but as soon as i get home i want to be able and i will express to my wife what the fuck happened how i felt the energy around it and how it went in detail if they want detail because everybody don't want detail facts so it's all about your partner facts and uh, i can appreciate the fact that you guys have taken the time to listen to us babble on about the truth about our life today and how it will affect your life tomorrow and um Um, how we've been open about our experiences with each other sexual intimate or not platonic whatever you want to call it and how we address ownership and how we address um space and the need for boundaries so you let us know how you could relate to these topics, how you could relate to us sharing our truth in what scenarios that you felt were were exclusively intense that we disclosed. You let us know whatever you thought about and, it. And also, please send us letters to dreamgitch Don't beg these niggas. Gmail. Don't beg these. Don't we say please to nobody. I, I don't can say, fuck with y'all. You are me, so I'm going to plead to myself if I need to. So listen to me. Dream gitch. That's dream, like when you sleep and you dream, gitch, as in bitch, but with a G. G-I-T-C-H at gmail.com. Let us know your your experiences with polyamory, monogamy, polygamy, polygyny, any type of non-traditional relationship, even monogamy. Even if you went to the club one night, thought you was going to pick up one person, eventually ended up picking up three people and went home with them and had a one-time experience. Of let orgy. us, know, let us know and let us know what you like and what you want to hear moving forward. And I feel like this will be a part two. I'm not sure if it'll be the next episode, but soon, this is definitely going to be a part two. I'm only going to do a part two if you guys are as vividly expressive as we've been today with y'all. If you can tell me in your own truth how my truth I've disclosed impacted you or could impact you or how yours could possibly impact me in conversation, then I'll give you a part two. How about that? Oh, we. I like that. That's what I'm talking about. This was her story, and see y'all soon. It's crazy.